Welcome back to What Do You Want to Watch, the show hosted by myself, Nathan English, and David Dirks. And it was a super duper, super wildcard weekend. We watched some great football this past weekend. We're going to recap all of that and get into the preview of the second round of the NFL playoffs, the divisional round where the stakes are higher and the Chiefs are actually playing. So it's more exciting for everybody, right? Yeah. Okay. Come on. Yeah. Thanks, David. Um, Talking to the live audience we have here in studio, Mm. uh, in my studio apartment, I mean. Um, But yeah, so so we're going to be, we're going to be just talking about some playoff football. Uh, So stick around. Whopper, 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 whopper. Yeah, don't you love it when, uh, I swear, I, I think that when, you know, we were podcasting when the whole Damar Hamlin thing happened, um, so we didn't see right when it happened, but then we saw, we, we started watching the coverage after, and I'm pretty sure Joe Buck said something like, we are, we have been made aware that Damar Hamlin suffered, was in cardiac arrest on the field, and they're like, we're going to cut to commercial and we'll come right back with more info. And the first thing was crispy chicken double water. Yeah. Something it's like, like Burger King, Happy not the time. And you're like, guys. Not the it. time, Burger it's King. the worst timing. Yeah, your your favorite player just blew, blew his Achilles and Burger King is like, at BK. So that, I guess that's, that's not even Burger King's fault. That's just the, the production team Did you somewhere. say Burger King's? Yeah, I... Yeah. <laughs> Someone There's somewhere multiple king burgers, has multiple, multiple burgers. Kings. Yeah. Yeah. Burgers Kings. Um anyway. Wildcard weekend rule. was good. I mean, yeah. with the with the exception of, of the first and last games, we got some excitement in pretty much every single game, you know, in the second half. Uh I, I wrote down some highlights uh just to go over. And I, I, David, I figured we'd just move through these in the order I have them written, unless you have any qualms. Are you okay. good with that? Yeah, let's do it. Uh, first, the the first game of the weekend was uh, 49ers Seahawks. And for a while, it was like, oh, God, Brock Purdy is terrible. The Seahawks may actually steal a game here in Levi Stadium. And then Brock Purdy just became good again. And the 49ers are really freaking good. Mm-hmm. I mean... They have so many weapons. Their defense is so good. I would not want to be the Philadelphia Eagles. I, I really wouldn't. Like, man, this this team, I think they've won 11 straight at this point. And I, they look like the scariest team in the playoffs, even yeah. with a Mr. Irrelevant at quarterback. I, I just don't know what teams can do to beat them. Yeah, I agree. And it's, it like you just mentioned, wasn't a perfect day from Brock. First half... Uh, this team wasn't doing great, didn't play well. They still scored 41 points, um, which, you know, if, if, you're, if you're in the NFC, honestly, if you're a team in the playoffs and, you know, that it's a possibility to play the Niners, um, that is pretty terrifying that they really didn't play their best game. I mean, they didn't turn the ball over and put over 500 yards of offense. So it was a good game, but, like, for Brock to kind of play okay – especially that first half, and for them to sco- still score 41 points. It's really impressive. Um, you know, does it does it have to do with the, the, the opponent they're playing? Yes. However, it's still the playoffs, and it's still uh, playing the team a third time, which 
statistics point to that it's actually, you know, it's not hard to beat him a third time. However, what's difficult is to mentally um, do it. I think physically, I, you know, we can do this, but um, Seattle had nothing to lose and they uh, gave, they have their best shot. And, you know, it was 17, 16 uh, going into the half. And honestly, I, I was like, Hey, Seahawks, things are going their way. Like they have a chance, but it just wasn't enough in the end. So mm-hmm. I, the 49ers, I think are the only team we thought was really good going into wildcard weekend that actually played really well. One of, one of the only dominant teams that actually played dominant. The yep. bills did not do that. The Bengals did not do that. The Vikings sure as hell didn't do that. So I, I think they were the only team that really played exactly how they played in the regular season in their dominant wins. They did it. They did what they were expected to. I mean, the Seahawks yeah. were double digit underdogs going into that game and they should have been, I mean, the yep. Niners are just stacked. Um, from corner to corner. So I, I, I just don't, I don't really know if there's a weakness. Um, I mean, the chiefs walloped them. Uh, I think your offense just has to be ridiculously explosive. I, I yeah. really do, which the yeah. Eagles have played like that at times. Obviously I'm kind of overlooking. I, I mean, the Cowboys who, as we're recording this are, are beating the absolute dog water out of the, Buccaneers 31 to six. They have the propensity to do that as well, but man, I, the Niners are looking like the most dangerous team in the playoffs still. I mean, like you said, yeah, didn't get a are. good first half and then still dropped a 40 burger on a team. I think my only thing I want to add, so they lost the chiefs there 44, 23, right. And I think many, and including them and the fans would say they were a different team. They had a lot of injuries. Uh, after the chiefs game, they played the Falcons, Panthers, Rams, Broncos, Seahawks, Bears. So scheduling wise, it does favor them. Favor them, and something I want to say because of the scheduling, they really didn't. Um, sorry, wait. I think I said that backwards, didn't I? Yeah, yeah. I think you did say it backwards. The, the, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, because that's how they started. Rams, Chargers, Cardinals, Saints. Dolphins, Bucks, Seahawks, Commanders, Raiders, Cardinals. Brock Purdy really hasn't had his back against the wall, which is, I mean, not their fault. Like they've played well, and that's that's a good position to put your quarterback in. So I mm-hmm. am curious, like you just said, like if they face like a, a a potent Eagles offense where there is a little bit of pressure, like hey, it's tie game or we're down, like we need a response. I, I am curious to see what this team does because yeah, I mean they've been playing with. Um, a little bit of a cushion, a little bit of a lead, and uh, they haven't had to, you know, figure it out. So I am curious to see kind of what that will look like moving forward. And, you know, right now Cowboys are up 31 to six. So it's probably safe to say, to say that Cowboys will be playing the Niners. And, and if they play like they are tonight, like can the Cowboys put that pressure on them, you know, and I don't know, we'll have to see, but yeah, you're right. They, man, they got the pieces. Shanahan is absolutely up there with, read as far as man just he can scheme anything and he Mm -hmm. can confuse he can confuse anybody um so Mm -hmm. yeah yeah i think i mean all you got to say is brock purdy last pick in the draft uh the second half he had as many incompletions three as he had touchdown passes sheesh Uh, and i think you know the way that the way that their system is set up 
almost anybody can go play quarterback for them. If you don't turn the ball over a lot, you can go play quarterback for the 49ers and that team can make a Super Bowl. Yeah. It's just, it's what they did with Jimmy G and it's what they can do with Purdy, but Purdy's playing well. I mean, he's doing what they're asking. I, I think he had wild card jitters, right? Mm-hmm. First playoff game, yeah. it's a little different than just starting a regular season. And so I think he was nervous at the start, but no, he, he turned it on at the end. Speaking of guys turning it on at the end, uh, next, and this is the game we're going to spend the most time talking about. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Chargers, Jaguars. Um, Trevor Lawrence threw four picks in a quarter and they, he won this game. Right. I, I don't have, I don't even know if that's been done before. Um, actually, I think oddly enough, it has been, and it was by Dan Marino against the Jaguars in a playoff game. But Oof. outside of that, I, I, there's not, it's hard to have a worse first quarter, worse start to a game, which again, announcers jinx coming in clutch because they had said something about Trevor Lawrence has not thrown a pat, had thrown an interception in the first quarter in his NFL career. Yeah. And so he got all of them out of the way in one game, I guess. Uh, really? I, honestly? I, 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 there was a feeling, you know, I, I, I quit watching this game. If I quit watching, I mean, I put it on my laptop and started playing video games because I was like, I don't want to watch this crap. And then mm-hmm. the Jaguars scored for the first time, and I looked – and I saw the way that Brandon Staley looked after that, and I thought, oh, oh, we're, oh, yeah, the Chargers are going to screw this up, aren't they? And yeah, right by before golly, half, they did. Right before half, Jags got one. And it was like, I think we all felt that at half. We're like, I don't think this game's over. That's literally all what we were thinking. We didn't say it, but we're like, I don't think this game's over. And it wasn't. And, uh, and the Chargers. David, here's a question. Are they the most tragic franchise in NFL history? I know that everybody gives that to the Lions, right? But the Lions don't even get there. The Chargers have these absolutely insanely stacked teams. At one one year, they had the best offense and the best defense in the league, and they didn't even make the playoffs. The best Phil Rivers year they had towards ACL and had to play on a torn ACL. And was it the AFC Championship? The Patriots. Yes. Another year where they could have easily beaten the Patriots, their kicker, who had missed three field goals all season, missed three field goals in a playoff game against the Pats. Like, I just, is there a more tortured franchise in, in the NFL or in pro sports? Pro, ooh, I, I can't answer the pro sports. I'm sure they're out there, but I, I think NFL-wise, yeah. I, I saw an article, and they said if you thought, man, this combustion um, of the Chargers playoff game you know, was, was awful, you haven't looked at Chargers history. It was like a Chargers beat reporter, even. And it, he like went through like the seven most heartbreaking moments. And I, I, based on that, based on that, you know, title, I don't, did that one may have cracked a list, but I it may not have been, you know, top three. So I don't think so. I think, yeah, Charger, Chargers have been through it. Um, yeah, you, you want to feel bad for him. You want to. <laughs> but guess what, guys? <laughs> we don't. Because it was their it's... year this year. They were primed. You guys were supposed to take over the AFC West. You were supposed to run the show. You know, Justin Herbert, is he actually maybe better than Patrick Mahomes? We don't know. He's really good, right? And he is. Yeah. Justin Herbert is really good. 
What I will say is I think he's getting a little bit of a pass here because everybody's piling on Brandon Staley and their offensive coordinator, rightfully so in most cases. But if Herbert makes a couple of throws at the end of that game, then it's, yeah. it, you know, oh, he at, missed, at a he... certain point, a 27-point comeback is on the quarterback, right? You, you're, he's missing some open throws. He's doing some bad audibles. One of the plays that they checked to, um, which was a wide receiver reverse, was run with a wide receiver who had never run that play before, ended up fumbling mm-hmm. it. Um, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. He I, missed a wide-open Keenan Allen in the end zone, overthrew him a little bit, and th- that that should have been another touchdown. Yeah. And also, Joey Bosa, control Goodness. yourself. Act like oh an adult. Good Goodness. Lord, dude. Welcome to the NFL where defensive linemen get held on every play. Are you not used to this yet? Like, I know it's frustrating. But to slam your helmet in front of your coach, have your coach pick it back up, hand it to you and say, hey, knock that off. You grab it and go, I'm going to do it again. Like Slam, what, yeah. What are you doing? And the tweets, the tweets about Joey Bosa afterwards. Did you see me sending all those? <laughs> yes. Joey Bosa uh... hasn't been this upset since January 6th. Joey... <laughs> Joey Bosa is bad thinking about all the people celebrating Martin Luther King. For you, for those of you that don't know, I don't know if this has ever come out about Joey, but Nick Bosa had some real racist tweets that he had to delete right before the draft. Um, that he tried to walk back that he did an eh job of doing. Uh, so I think people have just attributed that belief to Joey as well. Uh, and it, it, it's funny. It, but it, it's, he's just so hateable. He dyed his hair blonde, and he, he kind of has, like, a punchable face now. And he, and he just acts like an idiot on the sideline. Like, he's just he's throwing temper tantrums all the time. He got, he got kicked out of this game. No, he didn't. We, I thought he I was thought he going did. to be, but the second personal foul wasn't directed at Un- players or officials. So it was a dead ball, unsportsmanlike. Oh, uh, okay. So he got two unsportsmanlike The announcer thought so, too. Yeah, yeah. And – I, I didn't hear his name the rest of the game after he did the second helmet slam. Staley but pulled I, him. It's, that last drive, Staley pulled him, which honestly okay, so was... He, ev- he pretty much got kicked out of the game by yeah. his own Did coach, you see his quote which today? Which you could, I guess, be mad at Staley. What did he say? He said, if I say something to them, I get a $40,000 fine, but if they blow a call that ruins an entire team season, they're probably back in the locker room after this game like, aha, got that a-hole. Which, a 27 sliver points. A sliver 20, of him is right in the grand scheme of things, but buddy, the refs did not 20, allow twenty-seven points. Twenty-seven yeah. points, Joey. Not it's not one holding call, all right, or one missed delay a game. Yeah, uh, refs did not allow points, four dude. straight touchdowns. Uh, the Chargers had every football. opportunity to put that game away. Yeah, they had every opportunity to put that game away, and they just didn't. And, and Doug Peterson, at just animal. I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to say that this is going to be another Chiefs situation, but let me just paint a picture for you. All right. Eagles coach, very successful Eagles coach, has a down year, gets fired. Mm. Um, and and goes, to, goes to a new team um, that, that eventually gets a promising young quarterback or has one already. Um, and is able with that quarterback and with his already offensive scheme to be, he's able to become one of the powerhouses in his conference. 
Last time it worked out for the Eagles. They fired their coach. They won a Super Bowl. It could very well work out for them again. But is is the best place to be a fired Eagles coach? You know, I mean, outside of Chip Kelly, I, the two of the last three. You know, we're we're we're, we're doing well. I, I just I don't know, D- Dougie, my boy Dougie, is looking good. I and he's got the thing where he loves to run one trick play because he remembers that everybody loves him for the Philly special. So he's like, got to run a trick play, got to play to mm-hmm. the crowd, right? But yeah. overall, I mean, his offensive game plan, he ran that exact play against the Chargers when they played the regular season, that fourth down play where, you know, he... Such fake, a good call. Everybody thinks it's a quarterback sneak and it's actually just going to the outside. And it's essentially a bet of can, is Travis Etienne able to get a yard or is the cornerback going to stop him? Yeah. Genius. I mean, that's exactly Such a good call. Your players yeah. in a position to win. And, and that's what he did. I I'm, I would be very happy if I'm a Jags fan, which is not something you could say about Jags fans very often because they did obviously make it to an AFC championship game when they have Blake Bortles as a quarterback. The 2016? Trevor Lawrence is so much better than Blake. Uh, I think it was 17. Okay. Yeah, Trevor's but, yeah, but miles better than Blake. Trevor's so much better than Blake, even with the four interceptions, right? Trevor's got poise. Um, and so I, I'd be very excited. They got a good young defense. Ch- Chark is just a really good receiver. Like he's just he just makes plays. Um Evan Ingram, that looked like a good did, free agency I, pickup Evan, for them too, right. tight end. Yeah. I, I would just well, be very excited. I, look, you're running into the Chiefs next week. Um, I, I'm a little scared. Not very, though. I, I mm-hmm. think I would have been more scared of the Chargers, quite honestly, even with their tragic history, than the Jags. But still, I mean, you've got to feel good about where you've taken the second-year quarterback and what you could do with Trevor now. Because now there's stability, right? You feel like, yeah. all right, you got your quarterback we've got the, the playoff win. We have the proof that this can work. Trevor Lawrence has shown that even if he has a really bad, historically terrible first half, he can come back. And and we have the proof, and now we just have to build around him. Like, that's got to yeah. feel good. Well, and like, man, if you're, if you're in the front office, if you're a coach, if you're in that organization, it is such a weight lifted when you can say, like, we have our franchise quarterback. We got the guy. Now let's build around him. Like, that's such a huge relief. Um, and you know, another thing, like, I think even the two of us were doing this too, but a lot of people were kind of laughing at the Jags in the off season. Like, you know, Christian Kirk gets the highest paid receiver contract of all time. And they spend a lot of money on Zay Jones and they spend a lot of money on Evan Ingram. So you're spending a lot of money on this, you know, skill position when you don't really have anybody around them and man, it's paying off. Like all three of these guys, I think hit over 800 yards on the year, which is really impressive uh and it's paying off they're all each one of them caught a touchdown pass and they're uh each one of them played really well so yeah Chief, Chief, you know we'll talk about the game but like Chiefs can't take this lightly like this team's got momentum and they got the goldilocks not, you know i don't stud think they will. Playing. i don't think they'll overlook a team in the playoffs um you'd think that that never happens but it did seemingly that Bills-Dolphins game seemed like uh, the Bills kind of just walked in there thinking they were going to win and didn't realize they were going to get punched in the mouth a couple of times. Um, Josh Allen, who ha- you, you've already talked about this, the comps to Brett Favre, I think, are very accurate, not necessarily even in 
in terms of play style, although they're both gunslingers. Josh, however, uses his legs a lot more than Brett Favre ever did. Mm. But they both just take dumb risks. Um, and Josh just loves to throw a pick. He 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 kept the he kept the Dolphins in this game multiple times yeah. with just a crucial error. Uh, um, and one of them. You could maybe even say two of his picks weren't his fault. Um, the the fumble, the sack fumble, I think was his fault. Yeah. Um, I the the Bills should have they should have beat the Dolphins by two touchdowns at least. Mm-hmm. And the Dolphins were driving at the end of the game with a chance to win or tie. Yep. Yeah. To the third string quarterback. If, if if I am the Bills, I think I'm really nervous. I think I'm very nervous. Uh, Dolphins had seven sacks on the day uh, against this Bills uh, team. And the Dolphins pass rush that's not like we haven't been talking about how good the Dolphins pass rush is all year. That's that's just not I don't even know if they're top 10 in the league. I I, I don't think so. I I mean, but seven sacks is insane. And uh, yeah, I man, Skyler Thompson, a third string quarterback gave gave the Dolphins a real chance to win despite you know what I just said Thirsting quarterback despite injuries and despite horrid clock management and game time decisions by Mike McDaniels um yeah man I just I don't know it's it's really weird with this team right the first seven minutes of this game it's like this they're winning this game 48 to 3 you know but just so quickly it's like Allen throws throws just a really bad pick, and then you know Dolphins get a little get a play, get some momentum, and Allen fumbles and scoop, scoop and score. Like it's just like little things, and they just allow you know guys to stay in the game. And I don't know it. They're gonna be on. They know who they're playing this next week. Um, but uh, I, I think I'm worried if I'm a Bills fan. I think mm-hmm. I think honestly, if I'm a Chiefs fan, I'd rather see the Bills. They're, I think they're a lot more beatable. Um, and uh, I don't know. We'll see. The it's Dolphins weird. It's weird. had the 17th. They were tied for, well, actually, they were tied for like the 15th most sacks this year with 40. Um, the leader, the league leader was the Philadelphia Eagles with 70. Chiefs were second with 55. Uh, that Eagles pass rush is Jeez. Nuts. Yeah, seventy. Um, that had like that. That might be historically yeah. like. Yeah, it's yeah. That's a lot. Um, the Dolphins beat themselves, I think, quite honestly, because yep. they they should have won this game. First of all, Tyreek Hill did the thing, which I don't think a lot of people know about this because they're not Chiefs fans and they didn't watch him play all the time. Dude has a lot of bad drops. Yep. Um, and also a lot of just oh, let me drop it right into the hands of the defensive back, um, which he almost did like twice. Yeah, Skylar Thompson, who needs no further help throwing interceptions, and Waddle's hands weren't very good either. And the the most baffling thing, how can you guys not get a play call in in time? Every oh single gosh. timeout they used in the second half was to prevent a delay a game. Every single one. They the, all day, and I don't know if it was just I had imagined it's a mix of Skyler and Mike McDaniel, who was holding up the stereotypes of every person we know with a nicotine addiction, 
who can't get anything done until they have to hit a vape, which he was doing on the sidelines, by the way. Uh, I saw that. Was, you th- was that 100%? Was that legit? It looked like it. I don't know what else it could be. Um, yeah. But it, they just couldn't get a play in. That, that, the, that play, fourth down play, you know, they, they have a fourth and one at midfield, right? At the end of the fourth quarter, they need it. You know, if they wasn't if they that like off it, a timeout or a two minute warning to even they had time even to get the play and they still well so they they thought at first there was a signal of first down and then they confirmed that it was not a first down and they reset the play clock so they got over a minute that's right. to pick a play and then the Dolphins didn't break the huddle until there was like four seconds on the play clock and then got a delay a game creating a fourth and sixth opportunity which obviously, if you pay attention to stats, it's much harder to get a fourth and six than a fourth and one. Oh, yeah. Like, did, and, you know, survive and advance the Bills, you know, they got to win. That's what matters. If the Dolphins didn't just have the worst clock, clock management I've ever seen in a playoff game, and that's, I, I watched Dak Prescott run the nine yard draw up the middle. Um, <laughs> With 14 seconds Zach, close, the game. close your ears, Zach. <laughs> yeah. If the Dolphins didn't have some terrible time management skills, they should have they would have won that game. Like I just yeah. they had no timeouts at the end. So they yeah. their last drive was all just chaos. And the game ended clearly didn't have a plan. The game ended on a Mike Kaseki drop. Like it was kind of contested, but it went through his two hands on, on that play. Like there were there were so many drop balls that that should have been caught and Skylar Thompson I thought played well I mean for some reason for they had third, him for a third string quarterback in the playoffs I th- I thought he played very well they had him throw it forty five times which just makes no sense like dude you you have a decent running back duo like run the ball especially when they come they catch back up and they're not even down like yeah run they the ball were and even control it they were even or down one possession with plenty of time on the clock in the second half and they were trying to throw 12 yard outs, um, you know, across they're trying to have Scott Thompson throw across his body, you know, to the middle of the field and, and, you know, 20 yards downfield. That doesn't make any sense. Run the ball, run a ball, set up a wide receiver screen, do something like that. And, you know, get this person comfortable. They didn't, you know, and Tyreek had some drops down the field, but they weren't, we talk about the Tyreek kill effect, right? That you can put him anywhere and he's dangerous. You can run him on a screen. You can, you can, you know, run him on a reverse, have him run a quick slant and just let him run yeah. after the catch. They they weren't doing that. They they weren't mm-hmm. trying to do that. So I, I don't really know what's going on. But again, for the Dolphins, you can always go back to if we have two O in that game, which you're probably right. Yeah. You have two well, and game. I and I, I think I might be jumping ahead, but i think another team can say very similar things with how game went in Ravens fans Saying, yeah, like if let's we just had, talk about that one now. If we had Lamar, if, if we had Lamar, we win that game. I, I think the Ravens were in a better position to win that game than the, the Dolphins were to win their game. Ravens were driving tie game. They had no pressure. They were, they, I mean, there was somewhat pressure, but not in that they're losing. They need this. They're winning. They can run their playbook. They can run their style of offense, and they they have the ball. You know, so I think it was second or third and goal at the one yard line, and. Uh, if they score, they, that's a really, really good chance of winning the game. And because their defense uh, is playing very well all night, it's just the most. Just I don't want to say luckiest because that just kind of demeans the incredible play that Hendrickson made. But it just had to be. 
this is the luckiest play of all time I've seen the Bengals well, get there. It, they they ran it wrong. It's Huntley's fault. Yeah, you know when you people. I saw John say like that. that he said you're supposed you to go, go. He was supposed to go under. You go low. Yeah, you're yeah. supposed to go low, and he went high, tried to go over the pile, and he just got stuffed. And then, yeah, there's there was nobody there to stop uh, the. Was it was it Hendrickson or was it? Hubbard? I don't think it was. I thought it was Hubbard. I think it's the Hubbard. ball, but the ball got hit out and it literally landed in his hands. Yeah, Hubbard. And he and Not, he ran. Yeah, he ninety eight yards all the way back. Yeah, um, which is just unlucky for the Ravens, you know, like because they were 0.6 yards. Uh, that's what stat. That's what the NFL next gen stats said. With the, the chip in the ball was said it was 0.6 yards from the goal line, and uh, they were that close to taking the lead, you know, with what 10 minutes left. But yeah, they the Ravens' offense outrushed and outpassed the Bengals in that game and still lost. Jeez. The Bengals with all of their weapons, T. Higgins, Jamar Chase, obviously Joe Burrow is, you know, one of the five best quarterbacks in the league, you'd probably say. Um, I'd say he's number two. I'd go that far. Really? Yeah. I think he's played. I think, I know, I know what you're going to get to. He 200 yards and one touchdown in this game, but I, he's played a lot better than Josh this year, I think. I think he's I mean, just shredding. I mean, yeah, I think he's more consistent. He's just a winner. He's a proven winner. And yeah. You know, this is, I was trying to think about, you know, why it feels like this happened to the Bengals last year. I mean, people, we, we, we forget that they almost lost their wild card game last year to the Raiders, right? Mm-hmm. Like, the, and they seem to get lucky at every turn. First, it's better to be lucky than good. You know, every team has a couple of things bounce their way. If Jimmy Garoppolo hits a wide open guy in the middle of the field, Patrick Mahomes is not a Super Bowl winner. All right. Mm. Like if, if Jimmy Garoppolo makes the correct read that he's probably made thousands of times, then then we don't have a Super Bowl championship. So everybody gets lucky. I think these Bengals are kind of like that first Royals team that made a run in the in the playoffs and that they match up well against everybody they're playing. Right. But it yeah. always comes down to something happening at the end. You know that that if you remember the Royals swept in that first i think it's 20 is 2014 or 2015 i can't remember the exact year 14 uh, the year the year before they won the title they swept all the way up to the world series yeah but yeah. every single game went into extra innings mm. Be- because they just they 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 seemingly couldn't figure out they had to wake up late in the game and then at the end something would happen you'd be like oh my god the royals yeah. are winning again that just feels like that's what the Bengals are yeah, I mean they they just find a way, which it's a talent in and of itself. You know, you can say they get lucky, they got lucky with this, they get lucky with that, they get lucky with the PI calls, the or the non calls on Jamar Chase. Uh, that I can't believe they had the fumble six right there, ninety eight yards. That never happens. Mm-hmm. Well, it does to the Bengals, and it keeps happening yeah. to them. So maybe we, it, it's just winning. I don't know if it's Harambe. I don't know what's going on, but it, <laughs> it's working. Is do you think this is something that runs out, or do you think this is just a team? that literally takes advantage of every single like mistake and makes the most of it. I mean, yes, I think it runs out and I think that it ran out last year. I mean, they, it lasted all the way until the Super Bowl, and then it ran out. Yeah. I think it will run out. I think it runs out when you're playing a, a a superior opponent that is actually playing to their, to their strengths, Mm. which teams don't. I mean, the chiefs did that in the first half against the Bengals in the AFC championship 
game last year and then they quit they they did the thing where they tucked it in and tried to play yeah, Mahomes, safe and Mahomes even admitted they, they let down they, they weren't they, they took their the foot off the gas and, yeah. yeah so I think if you keep it on but again the Bengals they're talented at uh, seemingly you know every position besides Eli Apple which the entire planet has collectively decided they hate that man I, I'm not 100% sure why um but we do but they're they're really good oh, team he talks like, bro he's always like talking said, well, yeah, but every DB talks. I, the amount of DBs that I see do a, you know, incomplete celebration whenever a quarterback throws a ball out of bounds on purpose is ridiculous. All right, all DBs talk. Yeah, but I've never seen a DB talk so much, and then the very next play or the next game just get toasted. It seems like toasted. Eli Apple's. It seems like LaShawn, Eli Apple's receipts come fast. Did you see Lashawn McCoy tweeted like, "How is Eli Apple starting in this league still?" Like, just flat out with like laughing faces. Yeah, like I, I mean, just everybody. Piles Demarcus on. Robinson just completely burned him, and it was it was bad. Yeah, it was bad. So, well, you know, whatever the the Bengals, and that and that's why I want to talk about Bengals Bills. We'll talk about that a little bit later. But both of these teams did the. It feels like the exact same thing. They played against divisional opponents, backup quarterbacks. Maybe slept walked a little bit into this game. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of got punched in the mouth of more than they were expecting, and they had a couple of things go their way, and they get it and win in the end. But they're probably neither one of them is feeling good. And they know that they can't do that against the other team, right? They're yeah. both gonna they're both gonna be very ready for this game. Um, I, I mean, I would give the Bills the edge just because they're at home, um, and I think that's gonna help. Also, like this is probably I guarantee Demar Hamlin is in the stadium for this. Ooh, which yeah. I think will be a big boost. Um, so I. I, I don't know. I, I'm I'm excited for that. I, that's by far the best matchup of of Wild Card Weekend. Um, but yeah, it, it's it's weird. It's weird to have these two teams play. You know, the two top teams. Many people were saying in the league, but in the AFC, you know, it, I think we even thought you know they may be better than the Chiefs to just play this poorly in their first game against backup quarterbacks. Yeah, yeah, and of course, like. It's always what if, you know, it could be these teams are probably going to be fine and they just didn't take it as serious because they were backup quarterbacks and had Lamar or two have been playing, they would have taken these games a lot more serious and played a cleaner game. And that that's very well possible. Um, but, it, it, you know, it is something to note. It is something to note just as far as momentum and confidence and morale. Like, you know, if you're a veteran team and you play a rough game, you might be able to shrug that off, right? No, we're good. That was just we won. Winning is winning. That's important in the playoffs. Or, you know, if it's a younger team and, you know, Bengals are, are pretty young, you have to wonder is like if, you know, Joe, Joe Mixon dropping that, dropping the ball or someone fumbling or turning it over, you know, you have to wonder is that going to stick with them into the next game or are they able to kind of shrug that off and, you know, play. So it, I'm really curious to see what this game looks like. And honestly, I, I have a feeling that this is a really clean game, really efficient game. And I think it's going to be probably – I don't want to equate Chiefs Bills last year, but I think it has – you know, the potential to have like a, you know, pretty high scoring back and forth, back and forth, uh, come back. Whoever has game. the ball last. Yeah, I, I could very well see that. So I, I am excited to see Joe and, and Josh play because they are two g- generational quarterbacks. Uh, and yeah, they're very good at what they do. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I think that the worst thing for a Chiefs fan to come out of this game, these, these first set of games, is both the Bills and the Bengals will – absolutely do the nobody believes in us narrative because people are like you guys kind of sucked in your first games even though you won 
and they're, they're, they're just both going to be just the nobody believes in us narrative is going to be riding at an all time high. And they're going to um, play their best game of all time. I hate seeing. Yeah, which I hate seeing. Remember when the the Patriots did that? When they yeah. had to go to Arrowhead I was for just the thinking championship about game? And Julian, Julian Edelman, Edelman was like, nobody believes in the New England Patriots, the yeah. greatest dynasty in American sports in the 21st century. He like posted nobody a video believes in us. and everything. Yeah, I, as soon as you said I that, I still hate Julian that. Edelman. Oh my gosh. Um, we should have won that game. Freaking D Ford. I want to get your thoughts on this. Um, you probably saw me like tweet and know how I feel. Because I responded, but Joe Mixon saying that they're the top dogs of the AFC and they they know everybody has to go through them if they want to get to the Super Bowl. What are your, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, you could say one you can't argue with record wise because they did win the AFC last year, right? So they mm-hmm. are. Um, I would say if you don't have home field advantage throughout the playoffs, you can't say everybody has to go through us. You quite literally have to go through someone else. Hmm. Um, yeah. So unless unless both the Bills and the Jags lose, the AFC Championship will not be in Cincinnati, and nobody will have to go through the Cincinnati airport and smell Skyline Chili um, <laughs> when they try to make a Super Bowl. Oh, All right. Yeah. So no, I I mean I he he they should be very confident. Again, the Bengals have had the Chiefs number. There's no secret about that. Mm-hmm. So when you're looking at the one seed, you're like, we beat this three team three times in 2022 alone. That's got to feel good. Yeah. By God, if the Chiefs can't respond, though, if it ends up being a Chiefs-Bengals AFC Championship game and the Chiefs don't have fire in them to just run the table on this team, then it's going to be real tough as a Chiefs fan to swallow that pill. Uh, yeah. We're going to have to, but it's not going to be fun. So, yeah. Uh, I really hope so. Um, but – a, a team nobody has to run anything through, um, hmm. except maybe whether or not to use tinfoil on a grill, which Kirk Cousins likes to do. The Vikings, um, who everybody was saying Skull. were frauds all year, uh, much to the annoyance of Vikings fans. And they get into the playoffs, and you know what? They were frauds the whole time. I mean, there was not a single moment of that game where I thought the Giants weren't going to win. Uh Kirk made some plays at the end, um, but then also decided to throw a check down, uh, which, again, you're going to look at the stats and everybody's going to be like, Kirk Cousins, you know, played a great game. Look at his completion percentages in the 80s. You know, what What more do you want from your quarterback? I'd like you to throw it beyond the sticks when it's a fourth and eight and you have to make it to keep the game alive. Yeah. That's, that's what I'd like you to do. Um, I, the Vikings are going to end with one of the worst point differentials ever for a team that had above 10 wins in a season. And mm-hmm. it's no surprise, you know, they, anytime they played a good team, they got, they got punched in the face. Anytime they played a decent team, they played them super close and got a win. Uh, they beat the giants earlier in the regular season. The giants were clearly ready, had a game plan and it's not all on Kirk Cousins. The defense was bad, but man, uh, you just got to be real disappointed if you're a Vikings fan to, to have that you know, record-wise, have that good of a regular season, go in and then just kind of get embarrassed and and have somebody really come in and dominate you in, on your home field. Yeah, yeah. I, I texted a big, a good friend of mine is a, a big Vikings fan, and I simply just said, as a Vikings fan, how are you feeling about today's game? And he said, excited yet ready to feel pain again, is what he said. And honestly, yeah. after that first drive, I was like, that was efficient. That was a really good drive. 12 plays, 75 yards, almost seven minutes they took off the clock. I was like, this 
that that was really 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 good. Um, but again, kind of what you said, like you know, for, for, you, you said not for a second did you think the t- the Vikings had a chance. I thought after that first drive, I'm like, okay, they play like this, the Giants are gonna have a hard time. But that didn't last long. Whenever the Giants responded in five plays, seventy five yards in three minutes with a twenty eight yard touchdown run by Saquon, they immediately responded and tied that up. And from then forward, I was like, Giants look good. We we have been everyone has been trashing Daniel Jones, Danny Dimes, White Michael Vick, and dude is playing well. He is playing at the top of his ceiling. I mean, he is at the very top of the roof as as far as he can go because man, he's doing what this team needs him to do. Um, mm-hmm. I saw, I think he is the first person in NFL history, in NFL playoff history, to throw for over three hundred yards. And run for over seventy yards with two touchdowns passes with it, like it was something like that. And it's like, man, th- mm-hmm. I mean, he was getting mentioned in the Steve Young, Lamar Jackson stat lines um, th- of how well he was playing. Which anytime you get that, you know, I, it, yeah, this is the best argument for you know when a quarterback, especially, is a bust. It's probably not just on that quarterback; it's a lot yep. on the system. If and, you would have told Giants fans at the beginning of this year that Daniel Jones would lead them to a playoff win with no turnovers and th- three touchdowns, it would have looked at you like you were insane. I mean, mm-hmm. this was a quarterback who was dead. He was he was in a place where a lot of Giants fans were not didn't really even want to see him start at the beginning no. of the season, much less sign a contract extension. And Brian Dayball knows how to use him. He, yep. he knows how to tailor a system around Daniel Jones, play to what his strengths are, which is, you know, Running, uh, he can hit open windows, but play action, running the ball, um, using Saquon well, as, in addition to Dana Jones' legs, and it's working. I mean, that's that's how you know you have a good coach. And Brian Dable and uh, uh, Mike Kafka from Kansas City being coming going in and being the offensive coordinator, like, you know, Dana Jones isn't going to win MVP, probably ever, but they know how to work him into the system. They know how to use his strengths to the most. Uh, and it, it's obvious, like, this team looks good, and Saquon looks as good as ever. And what a time for that to happen in his playoff debut. And you have guys like Isaiah Hodgins, Darius Slayton, Richie James, Daniel Bellinger, guys you've never heard of but are showing up, and, and in the scheme, they're playing well. And that's just how you know you have really good coaching staff, really, really good coaching staff. And, man, this team has momentum. And I saw actually a funny graph today. The last two times they've made the playoffs, they've won the Super Bowl. 2011, they, uh, or 12 years, it was 11 years ago, not 2011. 11 years ago, they made it and won it. And then 2001 or 2002, they made it and won it. Besides that, they've lost in the first round every other playoff appearance before since 2000. So it's like, you know, hey, if, if history points to that, they're going to win the Super Bowl. Yeah. I don't know if that's going to happen, but... Like this team, I mean, like, it's the just... exact kind of it's the exact kind of teams that Eli had, you know, built on a really good pass rush, and mm-hmm. and they have a good a good running game on the offense. It, they, they're not super flashy. Their skilled players aren't exactly you know all pros, but they get the job done. I mean, yeah, you know, <laughs> the most expensive wide receiver they have on this team is somebody who's not a factor, Kenny Galladay. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, it's just been really impressive. Vikings, you need a different quarterback. 
I mean, you really do. And it's it's a mindset thing. It, it, he's fine. I mean, Kirk Cousins is going to win you games. You're going to win a lot of games with Kirk Cousins in the regular season. But you have too much talent to waste it um, in the playoffs. Mm. And, yeah, your defense isn't very good. Well, Pat Mahomes dragged bad defenses to the Super Bowl. I'm not saying you're going to have Pat Mahomes-level quarterback, but you can do it with, mm-hmm. with you know, a better quarterback. Kirk Cousins is just corny Alex Smith. Um, I think Alex might be a little bit better, but they're the same kind of guy. They, you know, they're risk averse in a lot of ways. They're check down first kind of guys. And Alex Smith was good. He was, he was a really good quarterback. Won a lot of regular season games with the chiefs. It was never going to get them to that next level. Um, yeah. So, so yeah, they're going to need somebody else and their defense. They got to do some work on that. Um, Zadarius Smith is, is not looking like a good pickup right now. Um, their, their DBs are aging. And they, mm-hmm. they need some young talent. They just they just need that, which they can focus on that almost entirely because your offensive skill position and their line is pretty good. Yeah, they're good uh, and young offensively, yeah. So I feel like they'll probably run it back with Kirk as, as the quarterback. Um, At least one more but, year, I feel, I feel like they will. They'll give him one more chance, maybe maybe a couple. But but, but yeah, that, I, they should start. I would draft a guy. I, I would definitely maybe trade up some picks and draft a guy if I were them. Uh, lastly, game that just finished as we're recording this podcast, Tom Brady has been officially eliminated from the playoffs by the Cowboys, 31-14. to 14. Game was never close. Uh, Cowboys took an 18 to nothing lead, and only 18 because their kicker could not, you know, hit an extra point to save his life. And that was it. I mean, the game was... It was over at that point. It felt like there could be a Brady comeback. I even said a couple of times, like this feels like a, those missed extra points are going to come back to cost them. Mm-hmm. It didn't. Uh, Cowboys won easily. Um, Tom Brady is no longer undefeated against the Cowboys in his NFL career, uh, which I, I bet is the last team maybe to beat it. I don't know. I, I, I don't know that stat off the top of my head. Um, yeah, I'm not sure. Cowboys are very talented, um, and the Bucks were not, and the Bucks were poorly coached. All season, uh, their offensive line was a turnstile. I picked them to win this week just because I got fooled again by the Tom Brady thing, and I was wrong. You know, <laughs> uh, there. I, I don't. I don't expect the Cowboys to do anything else. I mean, they got to go play the 49ers, so that's not fun. Um, but, well, I mean, I'll ask you this: like, if if they play like they did tonight, what are their chances with the Niners? I'm uh, not that good. You don't think so? They're okay. Um, they, let's see. They had I mean, no turnovers. They had six point two yards of play, four hundred twenty-five total yards. It's two it's pen, the, two penalties on the night. The 49ers are literally better, with maybe the exception of Mike Evans, literally better at every single position, every single one. So I I don't know. I, I the Cowboys didn't. They started very slowly. Um. You know, even though they had that touchdown drive uh, early in the game, it, they, had, they were looking ugly. It was a while they before had it. Two, th- I two think three it, and outs first. Yeah. I think in like the first eight plays of this game, nobody had gained a positive yard, um, which is bad. It's, it's looking considered not good. On ESPN, it's nine plays by Cowboys drive, Bucks drive, Cowboys drive, nine plays, negative seven yards. Right. So, yeah. I don't know. I mean, it was a slow start. They came back. They scored thirty points. I just think the Bucks were, the Bucks were bad. I thought the Cowboys would choke. Clearly, I was wrong about that. 
the Bucs are not a good team. They're, they were bad all no. year. They, they limped into the playoffs in the weakest division in the NFL. And I, I, I am not picking the Cowboys against the Niners. I'll tell you that right now. Hey, Dak they have answered, a lot of talent. Though. Dak answered, though, 25 for 33, 305 yards, four touchdowns. Like, you know, despite the competition he's playing, I, I, I will say I'm impressed that he played a clean game. He played an efficient game, and that's what you needed from him. You know, now can he do that again, right? Can he build consistency in that? So we'll have to see. Uh, it's going to have to be a game like this for them to beat the, the Niners. I'll say that. Like they're going to have to. It's going to turn over. They're going to have to have, yeah, two penalties, no turnovers, over 430 yards of offense. Like it's going to have to be a game like this for them to make it close. And you never know. I mean, if they do play like this, does Trayvon get, get Brock Purdy and get a pick? Like, you know, if you win the turnover battle, you just never know. Um, but it's true. But again, with this Cowboys team, what we've seen all year, it's like this could very easily, this score could be next week, but the Niners win by 15 points, you know, or it could be close. You just never know what Cowboys team you're going to get. And I think that's a lot of the Cowboys frustration of like, they've seen 40 to three games, you know, win against the Vikings or blowout wins. But then again, they, they see a loss. Against then they the get commanders. housed by the Packers. Yeah. And I, I just don't the think commanders. I just don't think, yeah. you know, fans know, like, okay, what Cowboys team are we going to get? And I think that's pretty frustrating. So, you know, yeah. we'll see. Yeah. I, I don't know. Uh, we, we should just get to that now. Let's do the let's do the matchups. In divisional round, we got four games. Um, and they're now all set. Uh, Saturday, first game, we got Jaguars at Chiefs, uh, NBC 330. Right now, Chiefs are favored by nearly double digits, minus nine and a half. Over under is fifty one and a half. The game is gonna expect to have some scoring. I'm not picking the Jaguars against the Chiefs. Like <laughs> first, Trevor of all, Lawrence has never lost on Saturday, though, bro. That's true. Trevor Lawrence is the Grim Reaper of Saturdays. However, so much has been talked about with that stat that it could be we could be in for the announcers jinx because you know they're going to mention that at the top of the broadcast. It's true. Um, That's the well, perfect time for us to end it. I just, yeah. th- I think the Chiefs are going to be ready. Uh, they got the one seed. They got the rest that they needed. They're going to have a couple of guys coming back off the IR. Uh, I'm Hardman's going to play in this game, right? I'm pretty sure he is. Yeah. Um, yeah. This is going to be the first so, time this offense has actually been 100% together since like that Niners game in Week Four. Is Clyde back too? I don't think so. I think they had to activate because, like with McColl last week, by Wednesday they had to activate him or he couldn't play the rest of the year. Okay. So I don't think they activated Clyde. I don't think it really matters if Clyde's back. No. Yeah, I just I think the Chiefs are going to be ready. I hope this game isn't close. I'd like to get a statement win. I really think the Jaguars kind of played their Super Bowl. Quite honestly, I know Mm -hmm. that we say things like that a lot, but a twenty-seven point comeback and then to have to follow it up the next week traveling to you know, the number one seed in a team that has hosted four straight AFC championship games. That's got to be tough mentally. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. And, you know, it's just kind of looking. They, they've already played once this year. Chiefs won 27-17. Uh, going into that fourth quarter, Chiefs had that 17-point lead. Uh, and honestly, like, the, the Chiefs won playing playing a B-game B effort. They had three turnovers. Uh, Pat threw a pick. Uh, they had one fumble, and I believe the other fumble was a, a muffed punt uh, that the Jags got in the red zone, started in Should the Should we just zone. not put a return man out? Should we just not? <laughs> just let it bounce, and yeah. yeah. So, yeah, you know, it. Chiefs won, and, and you know, I, I would agree, Jags are a completely different team. They're much better. They're much different. 
I will say though, I think you know the Chiefs didn't play their best game. I think three turn like negative three in the turnover differential is huge. That that's rough, and so you know Andy knows how to prepare, and Andy in the playoffs, and he especially knows how to prepare off a bye. So right, you trust that this team's focused. You you really trust they saw last week, knowing that okay, this team can you know overcome a you know triple digit, not triple digit, wow, double Jeez. digit, uh, you know deficit so yeah you, you would like to think that they're best prepared for this and you know we'll see you know stranger things have happened in the playoffs but it's in, it's in uh geha field at arrowhead stadium so we'll see oh my god why did you say the field i hate i almost said do that. i almost said gay they, again <laughs> they have to be contractually obligated right i think so i think they literally have to say it like we'll, fu- we'll like fund you if so you name annoying. it if you like name yeah. it after us and then say it and you're over the broadcast yeah, yeah, I I hate that. Uh, it's the worst thing about watching Chiefs game is having to listen to them say G E H A Field at Arrowhead Stadium. Uh, I, yeah, and Chiefs, real quick, we're we're, the there's not much to say. I'm excited for just Tony and McColl to like both be on the field, 100, percent and both know the offense well now. Like this will be like the first time these two like speedsters and game changers could like. I mean, I'm just imagining both lining up opposite of each other and just running drag routes and just rub routes and they just outrunning everybody and like it just it excites me you know so i'm hoping yeah. that you know Brady's gonna have them schemed up and it i'm just excited to see what plays you know that they run there so we'll yeah, see absolutely uh next giants at eagles it is the night game saturday uh eagles are favored eight and a half lower scoring expected 45 and a half over underline that's on fox um this is not going to be i don't think this will be the greg olson game um, which is now what I've taken to calling it because Greg Olson, really good color commentator. Really, I'm really him. enjoying him. Um, he's like, I'm he's, really, really enjoying him. Yeah, he's very good. Um, it's a shame that he will be demoted next year whenever Tom Brady retires and jumps into the Fox booth. Uh, but you know, that's life. So, what are your thoughts, what are your thoughts on this game? What are you thinking? I know you're thinking have a little no, something spicy, but we we have. I don't know. We have evidence to show us that the Eagles could lose this game. You know, we don't know really what Jalen Hurts is like, right? We haven't seen him play in, what, five weeks now? And the Eagles kind of fell apart without him in a big way, um, losing to some pretty – losing to the Saints. Okay, that's that's pretty bad. You don't want to lose to the Saints. Yeah. In the 2022-2023 NFL season, that's tough. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't. I I still think they're kind of frauds a little. Is that? Can I say that? I don't know. Um, Two important things for your decision. Uh, injury report says no injured players, so it looks like Lane Johnson and Jalen are back, and they're going to be playing. And then for the listeners, Eagles have beat the Giants twice this year already. Uh, December 11th, 48 to 22, and then January 8th. Uh, they won twenty two sixteen. Much January closer game, 8th, but they were more injured. Doesn't even count because yeah. nobody was playing in that game. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm gonna go to Eagles here. I I I think the Giants are good. I think they're they're built to beat a team that has a weak front seven on defense, which is what the Vikings had. It, I, we already talked about the Eagles' pass rush is insane. I mean, seventy sacks in a season is ridiculous. Um, they just got guys everywhere. They, yeah. they seem to be they seem to be very good. They're ready to go. The link is going to be rocking. It's a night game, divisional game, but 
I, I don't think I, that's a real tall task for the Giants to go into Philly and get a win. It is. And, and that's, I'm not as confident, but I'm pretty confident. Like, man, Lincoln Financial, it's tough to play, especially in the playoffs uh, in January. It's going to be cold and, yeah. It's going to be rowdy. And uh, I think Eagles are ready. They've, uh, I think this team's hungry, believe it or not. Being 14 and three, like, their starting quarterback's been hurt the last two, three weeks, and they haven't been 100%, and they got a buy. And I think this team's really hungry to be, like, out there 100% ready to go. So I think, yeah. I think it's a, I think it's a tight game, tighter than that December eleventh, forty eight to twenty two game. But yeah, I think the Eagles, Eagles win this one. Uh, Sunday marquee matchup, the the one we're all going to be really looking at, Bills Bengals. Uh, Bills are hosting; they are favored minus five as of right now, which is a weird line. Um, that probably will change later in the week. That was just the initial one that came out right after they got the win. Um. I'm actually kind of surprised it's not like right at three. Yeah, I figured it would be. Uh, These teams are pretty even. This is the most toss-up of all of them, I would say, by far. It's really, what do you, I don't know. What do you think you're going to get out of both these teams? I mean, if it it could be an ugly slop fest interception thing where it comes down to the last play. It could be just one team. One team has, you know, if, if one of these teams plays like they do last week and the other one just plays a normal game for them, then maybe it's a blowout. But mm-hmm. I expect we'll get some high-caliber, high-powered scoring in this. Um, I'm going Bills. I'm going with the home team. Um, I think that the Bills are going to be fired up. It's tough to, to go on the road and play in Buffalo. And... I, like we've been talking about, I think the Bengals have, have gotten some some bounces go their way. I think their luck kind of runs out here. I think Allen's been Josh Allen's been hearing a lot about, you know, he hasn't been playing well, but the Bills are winning kind of despite him in some cases. I don't think that's going to be the case this week. Mm. So, yeah, you're going the other um, way. I can already tell. Jonah Williams off of the tackle for the Bengals. So, Bengals have lost two starters for the year. Uh, and then this game, he dislocated his kneecap this last week. Uh, he's That's a third starter that would be out. I think he'll be out. That's tough to dislocate your kneecap and play in a full-on NFL game six days later. So maybe, but that's potential third offensive lineman out, which is very tough. Um, I just, I think the Bengals win. Um, and I'm I'm honestly like even thinking... Who would I rather play? And I think I'd rather play the Bills. Like, they just seem a lot more beatable right now. And with Von Miller out, and some of their safeties are banged up. And I think Micah Hyde, I think he's 100%. He's like their star, and he's been battling injuries. And Bengals just got guys on offense. And this this won't last forever. They have three, technically four, with Joe, all on rookie contracts. And they're not going to keep all of them. There's It's impossible if they're going to be – you know, a, a decent team and T Higgins and Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow and Joe Mixon, even Tyler Boyd, like and Hayden Hurst can be decent when he's not getting locked up by Justin Reed. But like this team's just got players and Joe is not affected by anything and they just don't care. And, you know, I, it's tough, right? These are both rivalries, so it's tough. It stink. It kind of sucks when you have to like you, you complimenting one or the other. Um, but I think Bengals <laughs> yeah. win this. I really do. Yeah. I think honestly, Bills might be too emotional in this game. I think they're going to be fired up. 
Um, and I, I don't know, since Josh hurt his elbow mid-year, he's just not been the same. And that just makes me nervous. He's missing guys and he's he's taking a lot of hits. If he if if he took hits with this Dolphins team, I, I'm if they don't change anything, I'm can't imagine what this Bengals front is gonna do. So I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. I think I'm just believing that they got all their ugh, their jitters and crap out in that first game. And yeah. The second game, they'll just play better. And they very well may be. Um, this may be just the dumb pick. Yeah. Hey, I you mean, never know. If the, Bills, if the Bills play like they did against the Chiefs earlier this year, you know, they're going to be tough to beat. Um, yeah. And, the, of course, the Bengals play like they did against the Chiefs earlier this year. They'll probably also be tough to beat. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's true. Here's the question before we go to this last game. Um does part of you want the Bengals to win because a, then if the chiefs win, you would get to, you know, actually beat the Bengals and kind of slay that demon. And two, you know, you get to host the championship game. Is there a part of you that's going to be pulling for the Bengals? Because if the Bengals win and the chiefs have already won at that point, which we would know whether they won or lost, then, you know, if the Bengals win, the chiefs get to host five straight at Arrowhead. I think Honest, I, I I can genuinely say I think I'm 50-50 because I think the Bills are easier to beat just based on what I've seen in the playoff game and honestly the last two or three games of the year. They've just not been that same Bills team. Um, but the other 50% of me is, yeah, like I want to, you know, you see the fans talking on Twitter. You see Joe all confidently saying they're the big dogs and that, you know, they're they're the guys. And you, you will naturally want to like, all right. Humble yourself. You want to beat those guys. Yeah. You want your two-time MVP and Super Bowl MVP and Super Bowl champ to like humble them and be like, yeah, that's what I thought, you know. So I think I think it's a little bit of both. I honestly hadn't even thought about that with the hosting. That's a really good point. Like if it's the Bills, we don't get to play an Arrowhead. So yeah, I think I definitely kind of want Bengals win for that aspect of like Mahomes gets to host a fifth consecutive AFC Championship game. Patrick Mahomes uh, as a five-year played, starter. Never played in a road, a true road playoff game. Yeah. Nope. Which is nuts. It's insane. It's insane. <laughs> he is he has made the AFC championship game or better every single year he has been a starter. Mm-hmm. And he has yet to play a rough playoff game. I yeah. mean the Super Bowls don't count neutral site, but I'm trying to enjoy it because I know that just doesn't happen. That just does yeah, it's, I mean, it hasn't no, happened. There's even, gonna be a year where the Chiefs aren't gonna be the seed yeah. hosts. Right? But even in the Patriots I mean, like hope they make it. Yeah, yeah. The Patriots even like in the Patriots the dynasty, even like in the dynasty, the Patriots were like, I don't know if they ever hosted five consecutive uh, AFC Championship games. Maybe that could have happened, it, but it's it's nuts. Um, and I don't think we have fully set in because I think we just have the history of the Chiefs. Afterward, like we we know what the Chiefs were like all the way up until the Patrick Mahomes era. Absolutely, but we're we're so taking the success for granted. It's ridiculous, right? Yeah, like, yeah. If you would have told, if you would have sat fourteen year old Nathan down and said, "Hey, in a few years you're going to draft a quarterback, and you are then going to make it to, you know, potentially you know, at least four straight AFC Championship games," I'd be like, "Huh? We're winning playoff Insane. games." Yeah, and they're like you're gonna win a Super what's, Bowl too. Like what, Dad? So, Dad, what's what's a playoff <laughs> game? <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah, what's a win? I've never. I I remember when I was excited for when we beat the Houston Texans in a playoff game. It was the first one I'd ever seen, and I was like, "We won a playoff game. We're in the second round. What is Nile Davis? Nile Davis taking that opening pads. kickoff return back was just insane. Such a great moment for me. Uh, yeah, so I, I don't know. I, I just thought that's an aspect for me is I, 
I don't know. In a way, I'm rooting for the Bengals because I just I want to be the one to take them out. You know, it's like that yeah. last yeah. year we didn't get to that last year whenever Brady um, was his last year on the Pats. Whenever they got knocked out of the playoffs, where we got the chance to play them, I was a little upset about that. Didn't the Bills I, I beat him as the one be... seed, and we didn't uh, play him as a two seed? No, they weren't the one that year. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I think we were actually. Um, I I don't. Was it... I just know that they lost before they got to us, and I yeah. I wanted I wanted to be the one to take them out. Was that right? that was 2019, so, wasn't it? I think so. Because yeah. his it was first, first year on the Bucks it was, was 20, so then yeah, 19 would have been. One. Yeah, we would have had a bye week, and the Bills would have played them. Yeah, yeah, that's always tough, and like you know, like that will hang over your head, like ah, oh, the Bengals lost, but we're still 0 and 3 against them. Like that'll just absolutely stay, you know, kind yeah, of yeah. Because then you can't you can't be the best if you don't beat the best. Which I'm not saying yeah. that the Bengals are better than us, but what I am saying is that I'd like to pick up a win against them. So yeah, uh, last 49ers. Or I wrote this backwards. It's Cowboys at 49ers. Um, it's the Fox game. It's the last game, 5.30 on Sunday. Uh, I've been looking. I don't think anybody's come out with a line yet. Um, well, might, maybe not. Hold on. DraftKings coming in clutch. Uh, opening line, Niners minus 3.5 uh, over under 46. 3.5. Am I this crazy? is ah. this is one of like the craziest rivalries in the National Football League. So I that could be the factor of like this game. These games are always yeah, in intense the nineties. None of the, half of these guys weren't even like watching football then. Did they just recently play them. in the playoffs? I thought they just played in the NFC champ or no? It was yeah, a divisional game. It was a divisional game, but can you say that they're great because they haven't been like great teams? I don't. Well, that's, the Niners are better yeah. than the Cowboys. What are we doing? Okay, are we getting tricked by the star again? Guys, the Cowboys disappoint you every year. This is the first time that they've won a road playoff game since like 1992, okay? And they, they have not been good in this century. What are we doing? Why is this the lowest line of the... This is a lower line than Bengals-Bills. That is crazy to me. That is... Yeah, that... Wow. 49ers. Give me the 49ers. Give me the 49ers to cover. That does surprise me. I think I'm like, gonna sound so dumb in a week whenever the 49ers lose. That would be that would be crazy. Bro, what if it's like the uh, Giants Cowboys? gonna be unbearable. Dude, what if the NFC championship is the Giants Cowboys six and four seed? That would be mayhem. That would be funny. Except that the it'd be six five. Not four. Oh yeah, it would be six five, yeah. An NFC East showdown. Coincidentally. Hey, come on. What was our uh, our David. group chat for a while was Chiefs Cowboys will be in Super Bowl fifty seven or whatever. Yeah. That's yeah. still alive I, right now. That's still alive. Alive. That possibility is still there, which is something that not everybody expected at this point in the playoffs. No. Um, no. You know, after the first weekend. I like how we uh, Just, said this this episode would be shorter and you know, here we yeah, are. Just, just pick, just pick the 49ers yeah, yeah. and then we can wrap it up. Don't pick the. Cowboys, oh, I didn't. I didn't on. realize I hadn't picked yet. Yeah, Niners. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I was just like, well. I don't know. The Cowboys got a lot of guys, right? Michael Parsons is really good. Um, Trayvon Diggs is a guy who gets a lot of interceptions. They they got offensive weapons. Pollard is still better than Zeke, and CD Lamb's a good receiver. Dalton Schultz is a good tight end. They don't have Christian McCaffrey and Mike McCarthy versus Kyle Shanahan. All right. Like, Ooh, yeah. I, yeah. I think Mike McCarthy may get 
too much crap because he left the Packers and everybody's like, finally, they got rid of Mike McCarthy. Now Aaron Rodgers can succeed. And he's had actually worse playoff luck than when they had Mike McCarthy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But I, Kyle Shanahan still, I'm taking him. So Niners yeah. all day. Yeah. So in this, it'd be a, uh, a Chiefs one seed playing for me, hosting the Bengals three seed and the Eagles one seed hosting the two Niners, uh, and then it for you to be Chiefs hosting uh, Chiefs and Bills in Atlanta, neutral site, and then it'd be Eagles Niners same on the NFC side. So one and three or one and two and one and two. So kind of how the system was created is what it we we say it's going to turn out to be, which kind of makes me nervous that it could possibly be one and two and one and two because that just doesn't ever happen, you know. But well, yeah, but you could also say that it doesn't ever happen, so we're due. But I think it actually kind of yeah. does happen quite a bit. In the NFL, I mean, at yeah, least I feel one like side it's like... is always a one-two. It's not as it, it's it's not as rare as you'd think. It's not like you know the Final Four in March Madness, where you're like, it's never just all one seats, even though it actually kind of is. Mm-hmm. I think we just like to do that because we're like, there's no way the top seeds are going to win. There's got to be an upset somewhere, and, and there was. Yeah, the Vikings lost, um, and you know, I don't know if the Bengals win. That's technically an upset too. So. Yeah. I think the majority of the time it's like one and two seed and a one and three or a one and three and a one and five, like or one and two and a one and four. Like, you know, there's, I think I'd have to look at this. I think both one seeds usually make the championship games. It's just because of the buy. The buy is so huge. Oh, you yeah. win and you're the, in the championship the one game, buy you know? now, it, it's overpowered. I understand yeah. why Bills fans are mad about that. I, I, I get that. I would be too. Um, but yeah. But hey, divisional weekend coming up. We are coming up on the super bowl and uh yeah it's getting intense the heat is picking up for sure winner go home and uh yeah this has been what do you want to watch episode 68 uh we've been talking about it and you have been listening to it we will talk to y'all next week bye